Love. This is Sabrina Avellan, and you're listening to the I Agree With Myself podcast, where we aim to align our inner knowing with our outer world. The intention is not for you to agree with me or for me to just talk until I agree with myself. It's to have candid conversations about life, experiences, and relationships. At the end of this episode, I'll pose one to maybe three questions, and hopefully by answering them, you'll have that aha moment of, huh, I agree with myself. All right, today I want to talk about the power of reframing or the power of rephrasing. And there are so many different examples I want to give of this, but I'm going to start with one that used to trigger me, one I used to get really upset about. And my husband's name is Javier. And we first started dating. If I didn't, you know, if I agreed to do something and then I didn't get around to it and I would say, oh, sorry, I didn't have enough time to do X, Y, and Z. He would say, you mean you didn't make enough time? And I remember getting so upset about that because I'd be like, no, I've been busy all day. I've been running around. I've been doing a lot. I didn't have enough time in my day to take care of X, Y, and Z. And again, he'd kind of say, no, it's not that you didn't have enough time. It's that you didn't make enough time. And what's really great about my relationship with my husband is I've grown so much as a person through learning in our relationship. And this is a big learning one for me was that I was not owning the fact that I did not make time for whatever X, Y, and Z was. And it's really hard to rephrase I didn't have enough time to, I didn't make the time. Because what you're saying in that space is that it just wasn't as important to me as all the other things. But when you can start to embrace the, I didn't make time for that, you really start to be honest with yourself about how to prioritize your day. And especially if you need to tell somebody, sorry, I didn't make enough time for that. So say like back in college, man, if I didn't finish an assignment, if I would have had to tell my professor, sorry, I didn't make enough time for my assignment, that is so much ownership of where my priorities stood. But it's a lot easier to say I didn't have enough time. All right. So we're going into reframing and talking about the power of words and how powerful that phrase is compared to I didn't have enough time or I didn't make enough time. And I really want to encourage you to challenge yourself to start taking ownership of the words that you use and the phrases that you use, because you have to start being honest with yourself about things when you choose to reframe. One of the most important ways to start a sentence is with the words, I am. This is one of the most impactful sentences that you can say. I am blank. Because words have power, massive power. There is a frequency to sound, right? That's how sound works. There are sound waves and there are frequencies to that. And when we choose to speak something out loud, we are tuning into a frequency. And the frequency of I am is so powerful because it speaks to every part of your body and your being. And you are claiming whatever you follow up with after I am. So be so conscious of the things that you say about yourself. One of the things that I've been looking at most lately 
So a little backstory, my my dad just died very unexpectedly a couple months ago. And I have never grieved this way. I've never had to. I've been really blessed to not have to feel this immense grief. And I have been exploring feelings so much because I've been <laughs> been in them. I have been in them. And when you're very deeply grieving, the opposite of, you know, whatever those feelings are that you're feeling, like the joy is also elevated. It's so intense to feel joy because you're like, whoa, all I've been feeling is sadness or anger or worry. And now I'm feeling joy and excitement and curiosity. And typically they're not as not as impactful as they are when you juxtapose them against the feelings that come around with grief. But what's really cool about feelings is you have to feel to heal. I was really resistant to feeling for a long time, which meant I was really resistant to healing. And I have been feeling for a while now, a few years, quite a few years, honestly, since being in relationship with my husband who really encourages feelings. He's a feeler for sure. And so I've opened, become open to feeling and healing through feeling. And especially through this grief, being an observer of my feelings and how I phrase those feelings. So I was reading a book about empathy to the kids. And one of the things that the book says, or I think it was mindfulness, it was about mindfulness, is that you are not anger. Anger moves through you. So feelings are not who you are. I am not anger. I am not angry. I am not grief. That is not me. But those feelings move through me. I used to be an observer of these feelings. I would not want them to move through me. I would just see them, recognize them, be like, hey, I see you come in. I really don't want to lean into that. Really don't want to lean into that feeling. But you got to feel to heal. So I've been practicing the rephrasing of instead of I am an emotion, that that emotion is passing through me. So the other day I was really crying super hard in the car with my daughter and she asked me if I was okay. And I said, I was okay, but that sadness was passing through me. And I owned that and I felt it. And I didn't just all of a sudden not feel sad, but I felt lighter saying sadness is moving through me or sadness is passing through me because it didn't say that I am sadness. And it also imparts that sadness is temporary that it will pass just like everything else. And I am not here to say that we want all quote unquote bad feelings to pass and we shouldn't have them and we should, you know, get out of them as quickly as we can. You got to feel to heal. But it was just, okay, sadness is passing through me while I'm crying. (laughs) And then soon happiness will come and happiness will pass through me. And all these feelings are going to move and flow through me in this human existence. And I don't have to claim any of them as that's who I am. So thinking about how you phrase ownership of your time, thinking about how you phrase ownership of your feelings or how you're feeling those things. Those are very, very powerful statements. One of the reframes that I did recently was around anxiety. I did not really grow up with 
anxiety, or at least I didn't know how to recognize it. I didn't know what it was. But in my later years, I have dealt with anxiety, anxiety attacks, panic attacks. And I didn't know what they were at the beginning. (laughs) Now I'm realizing that these are something that happened in my life. And I have been working on tools to live alongside it and allow it to pass through me. And one of the tools I use for the feelings of anxiety is to reframe it. And so I've come to call it a call to action. When anxiety is moving through me, for me and my body, it's a call to action. This may be different for you. It may mean something different for you. And I obviously, not a doctor, I don't know enough about chronic anxiety or anxiety disorder to give any two cents on that specifically. But maybe you can take some insight from my experience, which is what these conversations are about. I want to talk with you and explore my experiences. And hopefully that leads to a space of you exploring yours, or at least having a different perspective that helps you think outside the box and maybe snowballs into your own framework and your own concept around these same ideas. So anxiety for me as a call to action. Now, if an anxious feeling is passing through me, I look at it curiously as a call to action. Do I need to change the physical space that I'm in? Is the space, the environment that I'm in causing these anxious feelings? And if so, that's an easy fix. I can get up and I can move. (laughs) And sometimes that works. It's a really great, like there might be, you know, I was feeling a lot of, um, there was a lot of anxious feelings around the pandemic and going out for the first time after, you know, things started to open up and sitting at a restaurant where I used to thrive on having a drink and hanging out with friends at a restaurant. And now these feelings of anxiety. And so using that as a call to action saying, okay, I need to get away from this space and being okay with just leaving a restaurant. And that would relieve those feelings of anxiety, but you cannot always just get up and go. And so I have other tools and approaches when I can't physically change my environment. So then I question, is this a call to action that's based in fear or insecurity? And then I question that. I bring curiosity to that space. Am I actually in danger, (laughs) right? This fight or flight um, that is really just in my head a lot of the times. And if I'm not, then I know that just like the thoughts are giving me these feelings of a call to action to change something, I can change my mindset about where I'm at. Because most of the time I'm in a very safe space. And so I have some pressure points and some mudras and some breathing techniques. And then it's just about reframing in my mind and letting myself know I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. And recognizing the ways in which I am safe in my environment. Who is near me that is safe? What spaces, um, if anything happened, for that I could go to that are safe? Why I'm in a safe space? And using that call to action to change my mindset around the space setting in. Because sometimes, you know, your monkey brain can just get away with you and make you fearful of something that actually you don't need to be fearful about. So reframing the thought about I am anxious to my body is giving me a sign, a call to action to change something, either my 
physical space or my mental space. You're the only person that's really going to know what these things mean. But I feel like a lot of times we need to look at, especially the feeling of anxiety, as your body's sign that something needs to change, either the way we're thinking about this situation or the situation itself, instead of getting wrapped up in the fear of the anxious feelings. Because just like all the other feelings, anxiety will pass through you. And there's a lot of conversation about make friends with your anxiety, you know, be, don't be fearful of it because it will cause more anxiety. Trust me on that struggle bus for sure. But knowing that for me, it's a call to action and knowing that it's something that will pass through me has given me a lot of peace around those feelings. And also having my toolbox. I'm very big on having like um, my mudras, my pressure points, uh, my affirmations, as well as um, I have a really beautiful aromatherapy spray that's very grounding for me and some other grounding practices. So the power of reframing, the power of rephrasing, because words have so much power, the frequency, the energy, the words that you use, especially when talking about yourself and especially when talking about your feelings or situation are so powerful. So I want to encourage you to take a look at the way that you talk about your feelings, the way that you talk about yourself, maybe some phrases that you use to, you know, not take responsibility, (laughs) to not hold yourself accountable. Like I did by saying I didn't have time for that when in actuality, I did not make time for that. And there are very, very few scenarios where I actually didn't have time because you can prioritize. There are a lot of hours in the day, a lot of hours in the day. That's another reframe. And if you think that there are not enough hours and you think that that you don't have enough time, then you won't. But if you can prioritize to make time for the things that you are responsible for, it's a very powerful and highly holding yourself accountable reframe. So here are the questions for this power of reframing. Think of a phrase that you didn't think held much power until hearing this episode, right? Though when I used to say, oh, I didn't have enough time, whatever, that's not, everyone says that, right? Most people say that. I had not even thought twice about that holding as much power as it did. So take some time to think about some phrases you say that are, you know, you just kind of, they roll off the tongue, right? But think about how much power they have. So think of a phrase that you didn't think held that much power before hearing this episode. And how can you rephrase it to either take more responsibility for your actions, right? Or how can you rephrase it to give yourself more grace? So in the example of I didn't have enough time, I can rephrase that to I didn't make the time in order to hold myself more responsible, But in the conversation of feeling to heal and talking about feelings, I am not angry. Anger is passing through me, is giving myself a lot of grace and understanding that I have to feel this. It will pass, but it needs to be here for now. Because 
I don't know about for you, for me saying I am angry or I'm that can create a lot of shame and guilt that I shouldn't be feeling those feelings. But when I rephrase it as it's passing through me, that's giving myself the grace and time to feel it because it will pass. So those are your two questions. This is a, I think, very powerful episode for accountability, for grace, and for really investigating the way that you talk about yourself and your feelings. Thank you so much for listening and we'll chat soon. Thanks for listening, love. If you enjoy these podcasts as much as I enjoy creating them, please review me on Apple and Spotify. Your reviews facilitate the growth of this podcast. You can also connect with me on Instagram at IAgreeWithMyself.podcast. These episodes are produced by me, Sabrina Avellan, and music and engineering by Juan Pablo Avellan. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you next time.